Susan, it's so great to finally be able to get together again. Oh, it sure is. And I really appreciate you picking up the bill. I'm happy to. I've got the extra cash. Since we've all been driving so much more again, I've been using GetUpside, the free gas app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the GetUpside app? Yes, up to 25 cents a gallon. Cash back every time I buy gas. Does that actually add up to anything? Some months, I make 200 to 300 bucks. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the free GetUpside app now. Download the free GetUpside app now in the App Store or Google Play to save up to 25 cents a gallon when you buy gas. Use promo code MONEY for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's up to 50 cents a gallon on your next fill-up. You can cash out anytime to PayPal or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code MONEY for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code MONEY. Well, the case of Abigail Simpson Brown versus Andrew H. Brown is about to start. Right now, it's the morning of the trial. Andy's lawyer, Algonquin J. Calhoun, has been reinstated. And at the moment, Andy and the Kingfish are sitting at the council table in the courtroom, waiting for the trial to start. Well, Anna, they really got a full house here today, boy. Look like all your friends done turned out for the festivities. Yeah, Kingfish, I seen your wife Sapphire out there a minute ago, and she stuck her tongue out at me. <laughs> oh, me, everything's against me. Look at all them women on that jury over there. Yeah, there's really something all right. Yeah, they sitting there like 12 cats in front of a rat hole. <laughs> and boy, I as the rat they're waiting to pounce on, too. Yeah, well, at least you got your lawyer, Calhoun, here. Yeah, Calhoun. Hey, look at him, Kingfish. He's sound asleep. <laughs> Don't wake him up, Andy. While he's sleeping there, he might think of a loophole. <laughs> Hey, wait a minute, Kingfish. Wait a minute. They're getting ready to start the trial. Yeah, wait a minute. Yeah, there he is. Well, he's awake now. The lawyer's awake. Hear ye, hear ye. The Supreme Court County, New York, First Judicial District is now in session. Case of Abigail Simpson Brown versus Andrew H. Brown. Judge William Winslow presiding. Before we proceed with this case, I should like to warn the spectators that although this is a highly controversial case, I will tolerate no emotional outburst from anyone in this courtroom. Counsel for the plaintiff, you may proceed with the case. Thank you. Your Honor and members of the jury, all my client, Mrs. Abigail Simpson Brown, wants of this court is that Andrew H. Brown be declared her legal husband and that he support her to the full extent of his responsibility. I intend to show that the defendant, Andrew H. Brown, acted in bad faith. I intend to show that this Casanova made the practice of proposing to women almost at random. I intend to show that every woman who crossed his path was trifled with by this Casanova. Say, Kingfish, this Casanova guy's in this as deep as I is, you know. Oh, shut up. <laughs> Your Honor, to prove the unscrupulous character of the defendant in regard to women, I intend to call numerous witnesses to the stand, including his former secretary, Miss Blue, an intimate friend of his, Brother Crawford, and the greatest romance of his life, one Madam Queen. I intend to prove to this court and this story.
I must caution the spectators that when the witness is on the stand, there will be no undue outburst. Will the counsel for the plaintiff continue the questioning? Now, as you were saying, Miss Blue, you were employed by Mr. Brown as a secretary for a good many years. When he wanted you in his private office, how did he get you in there? Well, he just used to haul out at me and say, Buzz me, Miss Blue. <laughs> yes, go on. And after he'd call out, Buzz me, Miss Blue, I'd push the buzzer and go on in his office. And how often did that happen? At least ten times a day. And, Miss Blue, is it not true that every time you went into his office, he wanted to kiss you? Oh, no, sir, not every time. Sometimes he wanted me to kiss him. (laughs) (laughs) Miss Blue, over the period of time that you were employed by Mr. Brown, would you say he devoted more time dictating letters to you or more time making advances? Well, I was his secretary for five years, and when I left, I still had the same pencil I started with. Thank you, Miss Blue. Your Honor and members of the jury, you will find that each succeeding witness will further substantiate that this man... Brother Crawford. I put you on the stand because I feel that as an intimate friend of the defendant, your testimony will be very valuable. I will be only too glad to tell anything I can about this man, Brown. (laughs) Fine. Now, will you please tell the court what happened when you introduced Andrew Brown for the first time to your 21-year-old niece? Well, I remember he came to call on her one evening, and when I walked into the parlor, I found him with his arms around her, hugging her. Did he offer any explanation for his conduct? Yes, he said he was teaching her the jujitsu. <laughs> oh, I see. Did you accept the explanation? Well, all I know is if that was the jujitsu, the Japanese certainly have a wonderful time. That's all. I know. <laughs> well, uh. What was the upshot of this whole thing? Well, the upshot was that it made my wife very unhappy, and she wouldn't stand for it, and that's all it was to it, and I wouldn't stand for it either. Thank you, Brother Crump. Your witness, Counselor. Uh, Say, Andy, do you think I ought to cross-examine him? You better not, Calhoun. He might tell what happened to his other niece. Keep your big mouth shut. No questions, Your Honor. Has the plaintiff's counsel any further witnesses? Yes, Your Honor, I have. The next witness I wish to call to the stand is the woman who knows more about Andy Brown's amorous inclinations than any other one person. His former sweetheart, Madam Queen. Where is the witness, Counselor? Well, Your Honor... She arrived a few minutes ago, but I understand she's out in the hall being momentarily detained by newspaper photographers. Bailiff, you will go out in the hall and ask the witness to please step in. Holy smokes, Madam Queen. If she tell the truth about me, I was really bad off. (laughs) Well, Andy, worse than Brother Crawford's nieces? Compared to Madam Queen, Brother Crawford's nieces was Bush League stuff. (laughs) You know, I ain't seen Madam Queen in years. She used to weigh about 250 pounds. I wonder if she lost any. Well, I caught a glimpse of her in the hall, then, and it's hard to see. 
When you get to be a 250-pound walrus, well, 20 or 30 pounds of blubber one way or the other don't make no difference. <laughs> hey, wait a minute, wait a minute. Here comes the bailiff back. Look, here we go. Yeah, yeah, he's going over to the judge. Yeah. Yeah, he's getting ready to say something to him. Quiet, quiet. Maybe we can hear what they're talking about. Well, bailiff, where's the janitor? Maybe he could get one from the other room. Yes, Your Honor. If not there, I'm sure we can get one upstairs someplace. Yes. Well, it'll take a few minutes anyway. Bailiff, you better call a short recess. Yes, Your Honor. There'll be a short recess while we get a larger chair to accommodate the next witness. <laughs> be calling Madam Queen in any minute now, Kingfish. I see they got a bigger chair all set up. Yeah, they're all ready for Madam Queen, all right. Tell me this. What she look like when you see her out in the hall, Kingfish? Well, Andy, I ain't seen nobody dress up like she is in my life. She wearing a bright red dress. She got on one of them big picture hats with uh, fur all around the top of it. Then she got on a uh, ostrich feathers uh, made the fur piece around her neck. Mm-hmm. She loaded down with jewelry. Looked like she got out of a pawn shop window. <laughs> and she's plenty fat, boy. She, she, she really out there. Yeah. Kingfish. There she come in the back door. Yeah, hey, there she come. The people is turning around. Yeah, yeah here she come down the aisle. Yeah, look at that. Yeah. There, there she come. ever been in love with that hippopotamus. Yeah, she a whopper already, then. Hey, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. She's getting up on the witness chair. Madam Queen, may I help you up on the stand? Listen, bailiff, I brought this 250 pounds this far, and I certainly can get up on that chair. Look at the way that dress fits with their skin tape. Yeah, man, if she ever sneezes, she's going to bust out that thing in eight different directions. Queen, raise your right hand. Do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth shall help you? I shall do. Madam Queen, you went with the defendant, Mr. Brown, for over five years. What kind of a character would you say he had? Well, giving him the benefit of the doubt, I would say he was a no-good, cheap, swindling loafer. Well, uh, if you felt that way about him, why did you go with him so long? I tell you, going with Andy Brown is like riding on a roller coaster. When you is riding on it, you know it ain't doing you no good. But when it's over, you really know you've been someplace. <laughs> Madam Queen. A better picture of this man. In your opinion, would you say Andy Brown was, uh, what is commonly known as a fast worker? Well, all I know is that the first time I went riding in a car with him, he didn't keep his mind on his driving. Do you mean that he put his arm around you and steered with one hand? Brother Father letting me to put both arms around me and steered with his feet. <laughs> Now, tell me, Madam Queen, with all this display of affection towards you, 
Did Mr. Brown ever actually propose to you? Did he? <laughs> Man, I checked in my diary this morning, and in 1939, we was engaged 147 times. <laughs> 147 times in one year? Yeah, and it'd been more than that if we'd been going steady. <laughs> I see. Well, thank you, Madam Queen. I think you've given us a pretty good picture of this despicable character. Your witness, Counselor. Now, Madam Queen, I'd like to ask you a few questions. Wait a minute, shrimp. Whose face do you think you shaking your finger in? Well, What's I... the matter with you? Ain't you learned no manners at all? Yes, ma'am. Where was you brought up in a reform school? No, ma'am. Hey, 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 I dare treating anybody like this. Shaking your finger in my face. Is you looking for trouble? Your Honor. Yes, Counselor? If the witness is through with me, she can get out off the stand. <laughs> You may step down, Madam Queen. Thank you. And if you gentlemen will excuse me, my limousine awaits without. <laughs> Your Honor, Your Honor, I'd like to call my next witness to the stand, and I will again... And that, Mrs. Brown, is the whole sordid story. Yes, Mr. Perkins. Andy Brown married me, and now he refuses to support me. Now, oh, now, Mrs. Brown, Mrs. Brown, try to control your emotions. I can't help it, John. Oh, why did I have to come to the big city and meet up with a man like that? I was just a poor, helpless girl, just out of school. <laughs> just out of school. Hmm. I bet she graduated with Daniel Boone. <laughs> yes. Go on, Mrs. Brown. Well, right after the preacher pronounced us man and wife, like I say, Andy ran out of the church and left me at the altar. And that's all there is to <laughs> Thank you, Mrs. Brown. I think that gives the court a good idea just what kind of a man your husband is. Oh, me, I feel so sad. <laughs> your witness, Counselor. Uh, Counselor, do you wish to cross-examine the witness? <laughs> no. I ain't got the heart to ask no more questions. <laughs> this is the saddest thing I ever seen. is the last witness I'll put in the stand at this time. And I feel that we've shown the court and the jury that this man, Andrew Brown, who is sitting over there that sheeping... Having heard the testimony in this trial on behalf of the plaintiff, Abigail Simpson Brown, the court is now prepared to listen to the argument in favor of the defendant, Andrew Brown. Is the defense counsel ready to present his case? Yes, Your Honor. 
I intend to show that Mr. Brown is an outstanding... Uh, 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 I intend to show that Mr. Brown is an honorable... Uh, uh, I intend to show that Mr. Brown is one of the finest... Uh, 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 one of the finest... Well, all I'm trying to do is get this wolf out of this mess. Uh, you may proceed, Counselor. Yes, Your Honor. Uh, yes, sir, Your Honor. As my first witness, I will call George Kingfish Stephen. Watch, man. I'm really going to do a good turn for you, boy. Yeah, do something good for me, Kingfish. George uh, Stevens, raise your right hand. You swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? Yes, I swear to tell the whole truth, nothing but the uh, truth. Mr. Stevens. Yeah. You're taking an oath. Would you please uncross your fingers? Excuse me, Your Honor. I got a little rheumatism that I'm cramped up on me. Now, would you finally tell the coach your full name? My name was George Kingfish Stevens. And your age? I was 42 years old. And now, Mr. Stevens, just what is your occupation? Well, I'll be 43 next month. <laughs> Would you please answer the question put to you by the counselor? What is your occupation? Well, I don't like to get Your Honor, could I object to my own question? <laughs> yeah, that was a good idea to do that. Your Honor, I don't think he ought to answer that question about his occupation. And why not? Well, after all, Judge, if you'd been a bum all your life, you wouldn't want to admit it neither. <laughs> now, Mr. Stevens, you had known the, the defendant, Andrew Brown, for 22 years. Now, just what would you say was his character regarding women? Well, in all the years I knew him, man, the Brown has always been a perfect gentleman with women. We used to call him Little Lord Fauntleroy Brown. That's what we call him. Thank you, Mr. Stevens. That'll be all. Yeah, let me get down off this thing here. Just a minute, Stevens. Sit where you are. Me. Yes, I want to cross-examine you. Your Honor, could I waive this cross-examination? I don't feel good. I think this man will give me the headache here, does <laughs> I'm sorry, you'll have to answer the questions. Uh, Mr. Stevens, you have testified that your friend Brown is of sterling character as far as women are concerned. Oh, yeah, he's 14 carats sterling. He really is, yeah. That, that's what he is. <laughs> Stevens, do you know the meaning of the word perjury? Do you know that you can go to the penitentiary for deliberately lying to protect your friend? Do you realize that giving false testimony is a criminal offense? Do you realize that everything you've said here can be used against you? Now, what have you to say about that? Your Honor? Yes, Stevens? How do you go about turning state's evidence? That, that, what <laughs> that will be all from you, Mr. Stevens. You can get off the stand. See, Andy, I sure do feel bad the way things went in court for you today, don't you, Kingfish? Yes, Amos, the boy had a rough day. Yeah, I'll say. I don't know how the thing's going to come out. The only defense that uh, I got is, uh, I ain't married. When I say I do, I was answering the question of the kingfisher, not the preacher. Yeah, well, that's the reporting point, all right. Yeah, you know, Ender, I was just thinking here. We might need that preacher to come down to court and tell about that ceremony in order to clear this thing up. Yeah, well, that preacher Harrison is a busy man, kingfish. I couldn't ask him to come down to court and everything like that. Well, look here, Ender, look here. You know we has got a charity fund of $200 over at the lodge. Yeah. Now, I was thinking... If we was to give the preacher Harrison the $200 to use for his favorite charity or any worthy cause that he want to use it for, well, he'd be only too happy to go out of his way to come down to court and tell the truth about the ceremony. Yeah, there's an idea. And that way, if we need him, he'll be ready and willing to come down here and help me out. Yeah, yeah. I tell you what, I'll run over to the large hall, get the $200 out of the treasure, 
and give it to him. I'll be. I'll give it to him right away. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. After all, the the preacher Harrison got to do is just tell the true story. Yeah, Kingfish. It looked by using the truth here, we may get out of this mess. Yeah, I agree. It's all right to fall back on the true stuff just this one time, but don't let's make no habit of this thing. <laughs> to warn the spectators again that we must have quiet while the defendant, Andrew Brown, is testifying. Have you finished with Mr. Brown, Counselor? Yeah, I'm through with him. He didn't do as good up here as he did out in my office down there. Your witness, Counselor. Mr. Brown? Uh, yes, sir? A parade of witnesses have testified that you have fallen in and out of love with one woman after another. I can't understand it, Mr. Brown. Would you kindly explain how you've gotten into all these entanglements... And each time managed to get out. Well, I just kind of worms my way in and then cuckoos my way out. Mr. Brown, suppose you try to recall your first meeting with Abigail. Now, isn't it true that when you first called on her, you sat down next to her on the sofa? Yes, sir. And then what did you do? Well, uh, I kind of whispered in her ear. She giggled, so I put my arm around her. Yes, go on. Well, then I kind of reached up and turned out the light. (laughs) (laughs) Then I, uh, then I, uh, say, Calhoun, ain't you going to object? No, no, Andy, keep talking. Everybody's enjoying this stuff, including me. (laughs) Counselor, what are you trying to prove with this line of questioning? Your Honor, I'm trying to prove that for once in his life, he took the legal step and is now trying to get out of a binding marriage. I object, Your Honor. In my opening remarks, I contended that Andrew Brown was never legally married. Mr. Brown, this point seems to be the whole crux of this trial. Did you or did you not exchange marital vows with Abigail Simpson? I ain't exchanged nothing with her, Your Honor. And I'll tell you what happened. I was standing there at the altar with Abigail when all of a sudden Preacher Harrison say... Does you take this woman to be your lawful wedded wife? Right then, my best man, the kingfish, say to me, Andy, you got to go through with it. I say, I do. And the preacher say, I now pronounce you man and wife. (laughs) Then I took one look at that Abigail, and I beat it out to church. Your Honor, I object. This is just another lie in a whole pyramid of falsehoods. There is not an iota of truth in the whole thing. And the attorney for the defense knows it. Well, you know, thinking it over, it do sound a little fishy to me, too. <laughs> yeah, but, Your Honor, Your Honor, it is the truth. I said I do to the kingfish. Your Honor, it's obvious the defendant and Mr. Stevens have trumped up this ridiculous story between them. I move that this last line of questioning be stricken from the record. Counselor... It seems to me that the deciding point in this case is the validity of the marriage. If Mr. Brown is telling the truth, he's entitled to every opportunity to prove it. It's the court's opinion that Mr. Brown must have a basis for this statement. And the preacher who performed the ceremony is the one man who can help him. Yes, sir, Your Honor. 
And I show he'll do us the favor coming down here. Well, I hereby order an adjournment until this witness can be brought into court. Issue a subpoena for Preacher Harrison. See, Kingfish, Kingfish, you hear that? They're going to get the preacher into court. Oh. Yeah, oh, that's great, Anna. That, that That's the break of the whole thing. Oh, sure. And he's going to be ready to come right away, because that $200 charity money I didn't give told him do anything he wanted with it for charity. Oh, yeah, this is great. Hey, all he got to do is just tell the truth, that's all. Oh, Kingfish, he's going to be the one that's going to save my neck. Oh, yeah, that's a wonderful thing. Well, we're ready to start again, Kingfish, there. Oh, boy, now, wait till that preacher gets up there. This is going to be something. Yeah, and uh, I thought this trial was going to be tougher than it was. Look like you're going to get out of this thing pretty easy, boy. Oh, yeah, this will be a sin. Hey, wait a minute, wait a minute. Here comes the judge. Yeah. Order in the court, please. Uh, Mr. Brown. Yes, sir? We issued a subpoena to the preacher to come and testify on your behalf. Yes, sir, yes. However, it seems some worthy organization gave him $200 for charity. Yes, sir. And Preacher Harrison sailed this morning to become a missionary in South America. Well, folks, we're going to have more excitement next week. I hope you'll be with us. Good night, friends. See you next Sunday. (laughs) Be sure to be with us next Sunday at the same time when Lieber Brothers Company, the makers of New Rinso and Solium, will again present the Amos and Andy Show. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System.